Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears, taking a look at the brand new Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm going to avoid spoilers. I will probably watch the movie again and do a spoiler review. So, And this is also going to be fairly brief, because honestly, this is the kind of movie that doesn't really need a huge, long, detailed review. Do you like Godzilla movies? Did you like the ones before this one in this particular monster verse? Then stop listening to this and go watch the movie. You will like it. End of story. I mean, that's if you like Godzilla movies, if you like the movies that precede this, then you will like this. Now for everybody else, this is a Godzilla movie and the culmination of everything they started with 2014's Godzilla remake, reboot, sequel, whatever it was. Um, and that one was my least favorite. I've rewatched all of these recently. That first Godzilla, although it's good, it has great special effects. It's got great monster scenes. There's not a whole lot of Godzilla in the movie. It's a lot of the people story, maybe a little bit too much of Brian Cranston, um, and a lot of the other monsters, which is cool. But it was a good launching point, and I don't hate the movie. But rewatching it recently, it's just not... Mm. Kong Island took everything up a notch. It took place in the past, uh, uh, after the first movie, and gave us some background on Kong. It had a little more humor in it. Um, it had big monster fights. It was a very satisfying action film in this type of kaiju giant monster drama movies. Um, then Godzilla King of Monsters came out, and so far that's been my favorite Godzilla movie ever since the very first one. It's got a lot of monsters in it. It's got a lot of monster action in it. Uh, it's got an interesting story where they're building the world of the Monarch Corporation and how this they've known about this for years, and this goes back to ancient times. And you know they're they're doing a lot of mythology building. Uh, little bit in Kong Island, a lot in King of Monsters. And that when that movie's over, it's just like, wow, that was a great giant monster movie as these movies go. Obviously, it's not Citizen Kane. It's not Blade Runner. It's not uh, Inception. You know, it's these are giant monster movies. And so take that with what you will. If you like Godzilla movies, I think Godzilla King of the Monsters is the best modern a giant monster movie, um, right up there with Pacific Rim, and one of the best of all of the Godzilla movies. It does right by the character, does right by the mythology and the universe. So I was very much looking forward to Godzilla vs. Kong because there has been one in the past, and it was one of the really bad. You know, there have been, what, 30 Godzilla movies or so since the 50s, and some of them are really bad. They're slow. They're boring. The fights, there's not a whole lot of monsters in them. Um, or the movies are just a lot of guys in rubber suits, which is how they did it in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, funny, looking back, I'm not the biggest fan of the, the U.S. version from Roland Emmerich either. I mean, it's okay, but it didn't feel like Godzilla. So... This movie was delayed due to COVID. I don't know for sure if they worked longer on the special effects because of that, but they had almost a whole nother year. Um, but the movie looks amazing. If you like monster movies, this is the pinnacle. This is the, I mean, the the water that comes off the fur when they get out of the water. The There's close-up shots. There's action shots. There's... All in all, it's one of the best directed giant monster movies. That being said, I have two, well, one related small problem. 
and it was mentioned by one of my other favorite YouTube reviewers, is that all of a sudden we have futuristic tech. They have uh, these ships that can go on this mission that they're going to go on, and they, they can do anti-gravity type stuff. And I understand that it may have been hard to use helicopters or something for whatever those scenes were going to require, but it's a pretty big leap that all of a sudden we have that kind of technology based on what we saw in the previous movies. Even in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, everything was pretty standard when they were like holding Mothra and things like that. It was a lot of girders and steel, and there wasn't much science fiction-y machinery going on. It, it all looked like it was very plausible. And this has, and it's beautifully done. I mean, the special effects are great, but it's just we the they have a, a bit of tech that where were they keeping this for the last three movies? You know, it's uh, wow. Um, but other than that, that would probably be my only negative. Um, I had some of the reviews I checked out before I watched the movie, as most do, talk about the characters and how the humans don't match up to the majesty. You know. You can't review these movies like a regular movie. I mean, you can't. It's just silly to do so. One of my favorite reviewers just went off on it for typical movie things. And I'm just like, well, it's not a typical movie. I mean, people laugh at me when I say that, but this is made for a particular audience. And as I've said in previous podcasts, we're lucky that we live in a time where there is enough geeks, <laughs> is there enough fans of certain things where they can... We're not trying to make mass appeal entertainment out of it. And that was what was wrong with the 90s version of Godzilla. Roland Emmerich tried to make a mass appeal Godzilla movie, forgetting about the people who love Godzilla. And the people that made these modern Godzilla movies and giant monster movies know what we want to see and how we want to see it. And they get it. And it's the same thing that Marvel's doing. It's the same thing that Star Wars is doing. Put the geeks in charge and, and give the geeks what they want. Get, and and I, I'm one of those. I'm not putting down geeks and, or nerds. I'm, I'm both. Um, <laughs> and I love Godzilla movies, but the modern movies are so good at what they're doing, it's hard for me to go back and watch the classics. Some of them are very good. The first one is an amazing uh, analogy for you know the war, uh, World War II and, and what happened to Japan. After that, you know, some of them, just like the James Bond series, they're really good versions of James Bond, and they're really, wow, they kind of, you know, James Bond in space. Um, <laughs> and Godzilla, with all of those movies they've made over the years, they've tried everything to keep that character relevant and interesting and, and, and change with the times and all that. But for modern times, these movies are great. So, yeah, if you don't like Godzilla movies and you never did, why would you even bother to watch this? If you grew up with Godzilla movies and you like stuff like this, if you, Pacific Rim is one of your favorite modern movies, then what are you waiting? Why are you listening to a review? Go watch the movie. Um, on the HBO Max app, it's in 4K with Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. I mean, it's as close to the theatrical experience as you can get, and it is playing in some theaters. If you have a theater in your town, you could go. And I really want to see this on the big screen. So review-wise, I don't know. It's on par and almost equal to King of the Monsters, but King of the Monsters set a really high bar. It had a lot of monster action, a lot of different monsters, and this is basically Kong's movie with special guest star Godzilla and a few other things going on. Um, and I don't mind that, and it was very well done, and the surprises and the twists and turns, very well done. For Like, like I said, my only big problem is all of a sudden the humans have some tech that we didn't have three, four years ago. Okay, but... 
the people that have this tech have also been doing research into the monster's powers, especially the ones that have been defeated. They got the pieces, parts, and the bodies, and did. I'm not giving anything away. You saw this at the end of the last movie. Um, that they were going to do research on these things. So if they figured out anti-gravity stuff from that, it makes sense. They just don't connect those dots. And another... If you want to apply a, a movie thing, the movie moves really fast. <laughs> um, if, if this were a standard movie, I would complain that they could have slowed down in a couple places and explained a little more. But as an action movie, as a monster action movie, it, it's perfectly timed. It, it's well-paced. The human interaction scenes that are always the low part of any monster movie always lead to something that's important for the story. Sure, you could have cut out certain things and, and not really changed a whole lot, but it gives us something to do taking a break from the... It's like you can't watch two hours of fireworks. You need to have some stuff in between, a break, a song, uh, somebody talking, whatever. Um, the same thing in these giant monster movies. If we had two hours of nothing but monster action, you would be fatigued by the end of it. So there has to be the ebb and flow of, of uh, movie magic that you know, keeps you on that roller coaster, the ups and downs. It's the same thing we tried to do in radio is you can't, even if you're a, you know, an active rock station, you can't be balls to the wall, 10 out of 10. Uh, these go to 11 every single song. It gets fatiguing after a while. You have some, have to have some at least slower tempo or a little more relaxed songs to give that okay, this is a little more comfortable ride. You know what I mean? And so the movie has a great ride from beginning to end. I never looked at my phone. I never wanted to pause it. Uh, I watched it straight through. They really did a good job. Um, I will have to watch it more than once to know if it's better than uh, King of Monsters. Um, but I will say the special effects are on par, if not better. I mean, the, the things they do, you've seen it in the trailers. They fight on an aircraft carrier in the ocean, aircraft carriers rocking back and forth. They step on planes, they explode, the water coming off their fur and their scales. I mean, it's 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 incredibly photorealistic. The special effects are top tier, triple A. This is, it's going to look amazing in a movie theater. So and this turned into a little longer review than I thought. It's a really good Godzilla movie. And the surprise, I want to talk about the, you know, the big surprise that's part of the movie. Um, but we'll do that in a second podcast. I didn't want to get any spoilers. If you enjoyed Kong Island, if you enjoyed King of Monsters, you will enjoy this. End of story. That's the review. If if you don't like giant monster movies, I don't think this is one that's going to change your mind. But there are fans of King Kong out there who are not fans of Godzilla and giant monsters. They just like Kong. This is a Kong movie, and he's great in the movie. They've done great by the character. They've done great with the human interaction stuff, the surprises that happen. It's, it's definitely a Kong movie, but... I like how it turned out. I'm a huge Team Godzilla fan. I like how the movie ended. The biggest missed opportunity is there's no... It doesn't lead to a sequel. It doesn't lead to the rest of the MonsterVerse. There's no mid credit scene you got to wait for. That They dropped bombs at the end of the other movies, little things that let us know that there were going to be other monsters or, or Kong and Godzilla were going to meet or whatever. Um, there's none of that. When the movie ends, it's over. And it's like, wow, this almost feels like they... And it could end. If they didn't make another one, this is a good ending. But... I think it would be ridiculous because at the level of, of special effects technology we've gotten to with this, and if it does well, the movie had a budget reportedly up to $200 million. It's already made $122 million worldwide, not even opening here until now. Um, so it's making money. 
And I'm sure it's doing great for, I, I can't tell you the number of people who have posted today, they watched it on HBO Max last night. So uh, HBO Max is doing what they wanted to do this year and get the subscribers, which is, is good for them. So I, th- I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. Can't wait to watch it again. This will be a movie I definitely pick up the 4K Steelbook because I'll want to watch a hard copy. I will want to have a copy of it. It makes a great back-to-back flick with um, especially Kong Island and King of Monsters. I would. That's a great triple feature. You don't really need the first Godzilla movie. You know, the, the first of these modern movies. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, liking, and subscribing. And have a spectacular monster action-filled day. Hey.